So welcome to Two Crees in a Pod. Uh, we are still in season five, and this is episode five. And today we are joined by TJ Gadois and Emery Assiniboine. So thank you both for agreeing to uh, be on a podcast with us. I know that me and Amber have been talking for a while, um, and we really wanted the two of you uh, to share your stories with us. And so thank you. Uh, so we'll we'll get started by giving you the opportunity just to introduce yourselves uh, in whichever way that you feel comfortable with our listeners. Whoever wants to start okay. first. Well, I'll go first. Hello, everybody. My name is Emery Assiniboine. Um, I'm from the Long Plain First Nation out of Manitoba, as well as the Niganee Cree Nation here in Southwest Saskatchewan. Um... Yeah, that's me. <laughs> hey, uh, it's it's TJ Gadwa. Um, I am from the Kahiwan Cree Nation and uh, uh, carry the kettle, Nakoda Nation. That's me. Nice. Thank you. All right. Well, we've got lots of questions. Are you ready? I think um, so. As ready as we can be. <laughs> awesome. Um, and so, uh, as Terry mentioned, we were really looking forward to having both of you uh, on two crees in a pod. And one of the reasons why, uh, you know, we were so interested in having you both is um, watching both of you. Like, I've seen you out in the powwow world together. You know, and, and I've been able to witness uh, the two of you out there uh, in the powwow world uh, with your babies and your family. And, uh, and I've been able to see the way that the two of you work together, you know, with two little ones. You have two little ones. And, uh, and I've been able to watch the two of you grow that way uh, and grow your family. And so my first question is, um, tell me your love story. Tell me the story of, or or even snippets of your story of like when you knew that, you know, TJ, when did you know Emery was your person? Emery, when did you know TJ was your person? I want to hear about your love. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Go for it. <laughs> okay. Here's my version of, of our love. <laughs> we kind of were like... I think they might ask this, so we kind of covered it a little bit before, uh, prior to having this conversation with you guys. Um, but we had talked about it. Like, when did we first notice each other? Because we we had um, mutual, not mutual friends, just friends in passing. Um, I had a best friend who is who's TJ's cousin at, when we were teenagers, and. Um, we, we we kind of came to a conclusion we met as teenagers like we were weren't introduced but we were like oh yeah this is so and so and it's like oh hey and on to our way like we didn't even bat an eye that we would be raising kids together <laughs> <laughs> as teenagers but that's i think when we first met each other um and then again um i saw tj i think i might have been about like i don't even know 20 <clears throat> but but I, I had saw TJ specifically dancing in a special one time. And um, so I saw her dancing and 
I felt like I was just, it was supper break and I was like, you know, eating my fries and whatever. And I'm like, my energy was just called to her. Like I didn't mm. feel like, you know, when you see like a hot, sexy guy and you're like, oh damn, like it wasn't that kind of like attraction. It was like my spirit mm. or my energy was like beep, beep going off. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. <clears throat> and I'm like, hmm. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I still never went and tried to like find her or get introduced or um, uh, introduce myself. But that's when I had first noticed her later on as adults and still not even making the connection that this is the person I met when I was a teenager. And so, um, yeah, that was me. That's when I first noticed TJ. And from then on, and then after that, I, I never like saw her again, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, we know, and it wasn't until maybe a year or two after that that we finally were introduced and and the rest is history <laughs> which is completely different like we met we were introduced by um one of like i take this this uh she's our age hey she's our age yeah. i take her as a niece and this is like a, a, one of tj's adopted cousins so we're like my niece and her tj's cousin <laughs> kind of introduced us and uh i'm like why are you trying to hang out with me like why like it was really out of the norm for this this niece of mine to want to hang out with me because it nor i normally didn't hang out with her and i'm like okay and she'd like be like yeah come hang out with us and <clears throat> dj would be like doing the you know walking by really like trying to get me to notice her <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it didn't, like, I wasn't like, oh, hey, yeah, let's talk. It was like, hey, what do you want? Like, do you need something from me? Or, like, what do you want? <laughs> pretty straightforward like that. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> that first moment was rough. <laughs> Why? Why? What do you I mean? Thought, I always thought I had game, but I guess I didn't have <laughs> not when it came to Emory. Scott ignored. She just humbled you. She just humbled you, TJ. <laughs> that moment in time, like emotionally and mentally, I was in this space where I was like, I don't want to be in a relationship. Like I was enjoying being single. I didn't want to to be in a relationship at that point in time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You're like, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I got that vibe. <laughs> it's just key. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I knew, it gets really weird. I knew when she was in her previous relationship. Hmm. I seen her, I seen her at, um, I think it was here in Saskatoon at their powwow. And she was helping, helping them get ready and whatnot. And. My nephew was like, Nancy, that's that's uh, so-and-so and Emery. I'm like, oh, oh, well, she's too beautiful to be with him. Why is she with him? I said, nephew, that's going to be my wife one day. Watch. Oh. I was like, I was 19. Oh <laughs> I was 19 at the time, and that's when I'd seen her with, with her uh, previous partner. And fast forward to this time. Amber's crying right now. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> time where we met a Paul band um yeah she was like not interested at all but I mean 
why not give it a try? So um, she met up, we met up at uh, Frog Lake and I asked for her number. And um, I texted her right away because I was like, man, she, she's probably just playing. She's probably playing. Probably gave me a fake number. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. I'm going to text it. I was like, is this really you? And she was like, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. Hi. What do you want? <laughs> oh, Emery. Hello, Emery. Oh, you're kind of rough, eh? She was, she was very brutal. Yes. Um, I like, I really like, I really like our story of how we met. And I'm, I asked her to be my girlfriend three times. And she said no all three times. <laughs> but she still stuck around and. Agreed. I was, we later talked partner. about it. We later <laughs> talked about it. And it was that, like, I don't want to be tied down. Like, that's where it came from. Because I still, like, was like, but I still want to hang out with you. Like, let's see where this goes. Mm. <laughs> I didn't want to be my girlfriend. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. That's all I, from my perspective. Hmm. Everything yeah. I, what she said was on point. Hmm. And her mom had asked to re- in recent years about, you know, why, how did you know it was TJ? How did you, what kept you staying to go back, you know, seeing her if you didn't want to be her girlfriend and you didn't want this and that. And I said, it was her kindness. Like she was the first person to be kind to me and genuinely want to make sure that I was okay. Hmm. Right. And it was weird. Like, it was weird for her to be like, okay, well, do you have gas money home? Even something simple like mm. that. I'm like, yeah, but like, why are you going to give me gas money if I don't? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just out of the norm for me and in, in our relationship. Um, but when I knew <clears throat> it was maybe like we started dating um, prior in, in springtime, or no, um, sorry, fall time. And by springtime, I already kind of knew, I think it was after my birthday in January that I knew we might be serious and that, you know, the the talk had to come, right? This big talk with, you know, summer's coming up. Are we going to be traveling together or not? (laughs) (laughs) And so the talk came and it was the first time that I was, um, you know, really vulnerable in saying, you know, if we decide to be together, if we want to continue to, you know, move forward together as a couple, I want you to know, and I need to know for my own, you know, my own self that I'm not stuck with you. Like, I don't want to go into this relationship um, where it's did and done and you're here forever if if I decide to say yes. <clears throat> And I said, I want you to know that the door is always open to leave and that like, I need to know that as well. Right. And that was kind of the basis of our relationship in, you know, creating, creating our relationship with the doors always open. And the goal is to make sure that we keep it a place where we want to be together. Um, And so it, it was really the first time that I ever approached a relationship that way. Um, and I didn't know how TJ was going to, like, respond to it. I don't know. I feel like I texted her that, and I was like, send. And you know how you kind of throw your phone, and you're like, oh, <laughs> see if she replies. If not, then we're <laughs> And so she was really, um, to me, it seemed like she was very open to continuing on and 
and agreeing in that, you know, if there were other people that we wanted to pursue, we would let each other know. That was the healthiest thing I've ever heard. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, let's do this. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> and, I, and I love that because I think that, like how you were just describing that, Emery, around that keeping the relationship a place you want to be and that it's, you know, oftentimes, you know, especially as a younger person and even in my older years too, like, you know, getting into relationships and being like, you know, right away, you shock up, you know, you, you're, you're just right in it, you know, like, and it's, that's it, you know, and, and rather than having that as the focus, like you said, like didn't done, you're locked in, you know, that you approach this relationship, both of you approach this relationship as making it a place that you want to be. And that if mm-hmm. one of you or both of you decided that it's not a place you wanted to be, that you could exit. And that that was something yeah. you agreed upon. And like you said, TJ, like that's really healthy to approach relationships mm-hmm. that way. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. You got a question? I, I, well, I just have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I do. And I, I appreciate both of you for sharing. And, you know, I, I think about, you know, Emery, when you talked about when you first seen TJ dancing <clears throat> and it was this, it was your spirit calling. I, I believe that. And that there was this spiritual connection. Um, mm-hmm. And I can relate to that uh, in many ways. And, and that is such a beautiful thing to experience um within that relationship and the other piece too is like when we get into spaces and we are loving of ourselves and we love ourselves we go into relationships with really healthy boundaries and expectations um and oftentimes and like again when i was young i i <laughs> i got into relationships very quickly and you know shacked up and mm-hmm did it because I was searching I was I whether I had low self-esteem or I was looking for love right in an unhealthy way um and so it was like just taking any kind of love that would come to me um regardless if it was unhealthy love and I think that you know as as I learned and I grown um it's it's different and so to be able to recognize that and and create that opportunity I hope our young people learn from that you know that it's okay like to take the time and it's okay to create the opportunities to experience one another experience one Mm. another in different ways and in new situations and relationships and so I love that one of the things Amber and I had a question um in regards to is because you both have two beautiful babies and um, I've met both of them uh, in, in different spaces, in ceremony. Um, and the question is, is, when did you decide on children, the both of you, and, and the process of having children? Um, I can just give a, a, a little bit about, um, like me personally, um, I give, to um, 
my grandmothers, they both took part in, in uh, having a little bit of time raising me. And they always had mentioned that, you know, live a life as if your children are always watching. You know, from a, a younger, probably about 12. Um, and so I always kind of had that at the back of my mind. And so even in, in relationships and searching for somebody who I seen or wanted to be long term, it was always, you know, how is this person going to be with children? Um, and so, you know, that was another thing, too. We had talked about um, maybe five years into our relationship, maybe four we had kind of agreed already that um, we wanted to have children one day, someday. And we didn't know what that process was going to look like because we are same gendered and we didn't know where to even begin or where to start. Um, and so, yeah, we had kind of put the prayer out too that we would find... Um, someone or something to help us in becoming parents and I just I, this little piece I want to just give mention to um Kobe and Andrea like their journey too has been so beautiful to watch in, in becoming parents and what they've practiced and um we take a lot of their workshops and, and a sit in and attend and it's been the basis of becoming parents where we had to do that really hard piece before even conceiving on looking at our own childhoods and what we want to bring, what we want to stop or what we want to shift. And that was really the tough part. Like the growing pains part was looking at ourselves and, you know, being a hundred percent real with it. And, and a, just a little example of that is the way we handled our disagreements. Like it wasn't always hunky dory with us in in our relationship either, but it, like there were times when it was four days of silence because we were the quiet, you know, that was our go-to. We were both quiet and mad and not talking about why we were mad or what even happened on why why we became mad. And so now, I mean, it's maybe half an hour, maybe a couple yeah. minutes, but... <laughs> it's not that long. It's <laughs> not four days no more. <laughs> but it took that that realness to sit our, you know, sit down at the table and talk about what we're doing or what we're feeling. And I told, like I had mentioned too to TJ prior to having kids is that, you know, if when we have kids, we can't be sitting here for weeks mad at each other because they're going to feel our vibes. We're, we're going to, um, Kobe had mentioned that, you know, parents usually create the moods of the homes, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Um, yeah, that's kind of when we knew we wanted children. Still wondering how the process was going to go, though. Um, and I, when, at this point, we knew I wanted to carry the, the babies. I wanted to carry. I wanted you to carry the babies. <laughs> <laughs> research and readings articles all came in and process trying to figure out you know the difference between like the artificial insemination and then the um you know like 
like doing it yourself and then going to the doctor to do it mm-hmm. and having to figure it out that way was the trialing part. Hmm. Um, it was a long process though. Hmm. Yeah. And when you say long process, like, um, how, like, was that your decision making or was that the actual process or the, well, it's all the process, but the, the time that you decided to have children and then to conceive, was that the long process? Um, I think, well, they were all kind of equally long, but I think finding a donor was kind of the most, and then learning about, you know, like when, like ovulation times and all that, you have to like be spot on point. Like that was kind of the, um, the longest process. And so about, let's see, it's, 2016 is when we kind of started the process of asking um I want to say asking people we asked a few of TJ's friends who um who agreed but weren't healthy in the moment um just struggled with their own stuff at the time and and that's when we kind of thought maybe we need to go a different route. Maybe we need to find something else. And we found this website and like, it's not like, I don't know if it's something that I can share on here, but like it's, um, it was a website that kind of you had to pay for, which is one thing that I wanted it to be kind um, I don't know what the word would be, but more, legit maybe Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so we we paid into it and we we kind of just searched around for a bit so we didn't start asking people right away and we were looking for like indigenous donors or first Mm. nations donors and there was nothing on this website and we kind of did more research trying to find indigenous or first nations donors throughout canada and we couldn't find much um so We did find our um, donor through this website and we had met only two and they, they were there. We, we always, we always give thanks to them. They were really normal people and they were really um, willing to sit with us and hear what we wanted and what we, we had to also hear what they wanted as well. Hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. I don't know if that answers the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, yeah. So one of the things that you mentioned um, before we, we were starting the recording is that you both had been asked a lot of questions um, from others, from mm-hmm. other folks as well. And so maybe we can uh, move in that direction if there's questions that, um, you know, people have reached out to both of you and asked um, that you want to answer on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So what are the common in, you know, when you scroll down a website and it says com- frequently <laughs> asked questions, <laughs> what are TJ and Emery's frequently asked questions? <laughs> the most generic one was, well, how'd you guys do it? Hmm. <laughs> and we're like, oh, when a man and a woman. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see ya, Kayasa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be I'll be a little bit vulnerable with you here. Um, 
when we were telling our our moms <clears throat> you know but of course my, our moms were super happy super oh my god yay we're gonna be you know cookums and cushies and but later on like later on my mom was like oh i was wondering too like how did you guys have a baby how did you know what like this was later so yeah. the baby was already born and you know so she was like, I thought, you know, I thought you might have had to go and like, um, like cheat on TJ. I'm like, no, mom, of course. That's my So I was saying to TJ, like, if, if that's what our own moms are thinking, you know, I, I don't put it past anybody to mm. wonder as well, right? Like, what happened? Oh, there's a baby here now. So a lot of the questions were, you know, where can we go? Like, I'm whatever label they identify as and they say like I want to have a family one day mm. or you know it's something I wanted to bring up with my own parents is that it's not that I'm not going to have children there are different ways to have children too <clears throat> yeah I also think too and I just want to say this out loud because I think it also um it also applies, I read. I watched a documentary recently and I actually showed it to one of my classes and I, I teach a social work with families class at the university and we talk about, you know, very diverse families and, you know, as the two of you know, um, there's so many different families that social workers are working with today. It's not the mom, dad, two kids and the dog. It's, you know, two spirit couples. It's single parents. It's you know, fathers who are parenting alone or independently, women who are parenting alone independently. We've got so, and a lot of blended families. And so one of the things that also I think would, uh, that my mind went to was around even people who want to parent, but they don't want to be in a relationship. They just want to have, they want to parent. And so they don't want to have to be connected to the other person they want to have a baby, they want to raise that baby independently, and they don't want to be in this quote unquote nuclear family. And we have so much of that, right? So we have a lot of, you know, people, both men, women, and two-spirit queer, queer folks who are doing exactly this and parenting without another person. And they do that by choice, which I think is also really important too. So like sharing your journey may also apply and help other folks who want to parent, but want to do it independently. Totally. And that's part of that just um, brought up the, so each like donor would have what they wanted. So some of them were just straight being donors and no contact, no nothing, no pictures, no nothing. Or they were like, hey, I want to co-parent with somebody like you can, we'll work it out. However, they had these kind of bios on there. So yeah. it was kind of neat in that aspect. And yeah. Yeah. No. That was that was the coolest thing about this website. Is you literally. There's like a. Um, <laughs> find a. Find a donor like Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Facebook for donors only. Or, like, uh, yeah. It was it was a re it was really cool and it was really neat. And being able to meet with them set up times and whatnot was, yeah yeah it was really nice yeah and it was yeah it was um it was really cool to meet them and kind of get the energy and to feel feel them and who they are and hmm. yeah 
Um, and we hadn't, throughout our journey, we had two people who kind of were our go-to people to talk about what we were going through. We hadn't shared much, even with our own families, that we were trying to conceive. <clears throat> um, and it got really hard. It got to the point where, you know, we were questioning if we should be together and maybe this is a reason why it's not working or why we aren't conceiving. After we did find a donor, um, it took a while. It took about a good over a year to to finally conceive our firstborn, and we did a lot. Like it broke us to our core to just sit with ourselves and to really see if this is what we wanted or if this is where we should be. Um, and then even to question, you know, us as a couple and our relationship, and it tore me like in in being vulnerable with you guys it tore me to love somebody like tj and be in love and but also really really want to have children and so it was this you know is it that i you know leave for a few years and conceive children or stay with tj and be in love and and not have children so hmm. that's where i felt in those moments of yeah the self questions really came in and same like same with me it was it was it was a question of okay i love this woman and i love her enough that if this doesn't if it's not gonna work out and we're not we're not gonna be successful with the conceiving just let her go and find that partner and let her have babies mm -hmm. you know if that's the way it needs to be then that's what how it would have to play out for us and these these questions were really freaking hard holy man and i think once we were, we were really discussing it and talking and talking about it okay well if this is if it's not working then maybe maybe we do you know maybe this is our path where we need to separate where we go our own ways and as we were talking about it we had this lamp we had this lamp behind us and it wasn't plugged into the wall. It wasn't turned on and like, couldn't be right. And all of a sudden we just hear, boom. It was like a little lightning bolt right through the light, light bulb. It didn't crack it or anything. It just went right through. And it's like, okay, well, we hear you, mm. but it's not working out for us. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well maybe let's just, let's try again. Let's see let's keep going and and in that moment we were literally at the table and this this pop happens and it went dead silent and we're like where did that come from and so the person we were talking with there was three of us me tj and this person and they're like holy smokes like what is this <clears throat> and it was maybe a few months after that that we had been in in ceremony and our baby announced herself prior to to coming yeah yeah and she came and told us in ceremony hmm. <laughs> and we weren't again we weren't telling our families about this just a, a, a couple of people and when she came and announced herself everyone was like oh my god who's pregnant who's who's having a baby and then they looked at us and said you guys no <laughs> it's not us we're not we're not doing that and 
good, yeah. And then I think that was, I think the month after we found out that it worked. Hmm. We were successful. And I just gotta like, I, I gotta put you on the spot here when we had found out about our first <laughs> board. We were at a powwow, surprisingly. <laughs> and we were, we were at a powwow and we we're getting gas before the powwow. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do a check. So I checked. Um, I checked with a, I did a pregnancy test at the gas station before a powwow and I checked and I came out and of course I'm like trying to be all stoic and not telling and not trying to be normal and I, uh, TJ was going to get in from after doing the gas and so she gets in and I'm like, TJ, and I had showed her the, the pregnancy test and she kind of just deer in the headlights, looks at me and slap, shuts the door and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she busies herself, right? So she starts washing the windows, and I'm like, maybe she didn't see me. <laughs> and then we were just like, like we had a half an hour drive to the pal, and it was just dead silent, and we were just like smiling, like all the way. So you see two people heading to the pal, smiling and not talking, and so that was our. It was the greatest. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez oh man i think i've cried more in this episode than i have amber's crying through this whole thing oh and i think that <clears throat> oh i can't even talk <laughs> and i think like as advice for like others or same gendered people any other label identifying people out there like it is so important to have those kinds of supports like even if it, it didn't work with us at least we had two solid people who were gonna mm -hmm. hold the space for us should anything happen yeah. and you know i always like i pray for them all the time they were really i don't even know the they held us up when we could barely mm -hmm. hold ourselves together mm -hmm. They carried hope for you guys, mm -hmm. for both they of you. Did. They held that space for hope. And that's important, mm -hmm. you know, that we have those relationships and those friends and those families around you that, that, you know, when we are in those spaces of darkness, that they hold that space of light for us. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I think about, you know, I think about love. <laughs> and I think about, you know... TJ, when you made the comment about, you know, even if you you both weren't, if you weren't successful in, in conceiving that you were, you loved her enough to let her go. Oh. <laughs> and how selfless, and how selfless that is. And I think that that's what love is. It's selfless. It's, and that's not even just, a, that doesn't even just apply to like our partnerships with our, with our, like our intimate partners, but just with our kids, our, mm. are the people that we love and it just, oh. <laughs> oh. Just, Holy. Shut up, just shut us up. 
<laughs> you shut us up. And you guys asked us if we were ready. <laughs> What's that? And you guys asked us if we were ready. And we weren't ready. I wasn't. I wasn't ready. Apparently not. I wasn't ready. Uh, um, and so, you know, one of the things that. Um, and as we're kind of coming to an end of our of our discussion, and I don't want this discussion to end, but I also recognize we could sit here all night. Um, you know, if you were to speak directly to the younger yous, you know, the younger Emery, the younger TJ, you know, before this love story began and and you were and you were discovering, you know, and unpacking or unlearning or thinking about like, you know, what direction your life would go in and here you are now, like, what are, what are those messages that you would send to young people? Like, like when you were young, you know, and that they're trying to understand who they love, what they want, if they want children, if they don't want children, like, what are some of the things that you would like to share with, with your, with your younger selves that might be seen in other young selves? It was something that uh, Emery shared earlier is, you know, live your life, live your life the way you want or how you want, as if your children are here already, you know, um, I think that's, that's, a, that's an, a very important one to, you know, to sit with and to recognize because your children are always watching. They're there. And it's a beautiful thing when you're able to, um, when you're able to uh, just be with that. Hmm. Yeah. And I think, and I think for me, it would be like, it would be that big piece on connecting with ourselves, you know, I talked about being, um, when I had met TJ, I was in that space of not even wanting to be in a relationship because I had this really great relationship with myself. And prior to that, it was, I was um, single for a year before meeting TJ. And, you know, so I was um, 20, 21, <clears throat> but realizing then that, um, you know, like I, it was, it got to the point in being in relationships where it wasn't my initial questions about starting things like university, like programs, trainings. It wasn't, do I want this? It's what's my partner going to do? How are they? You know, it was straight directly to the other person. And that was a light bulb moment for me where it's like, I needed to, I needed it to be about me. And so I think for our younger people, <clears throat> um, I think that that piece is really big with with getting to know yourself. I don't know how young we start dating nowadays, but you know, I started when I was 18, so 18, 19, 20, three years of consistently being with somebody and not ever being with just myself. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> We get to watch you. The listeners don't get to watch, but Amber and I get to watch the way that you you both look at each other. 
And um, as we wrap up, um, I just want to give both of you an opportunity um, to share with our listeners um, any closing comments um, that you have uh, for the folks out there listening. Um, I think for the folks out there listening, <clears throat> you know, Amber had mentioned that, you know, we do as First Nations, Neheo, Dakota, Dakota, all the nations, we come with, with trauma, but we also, you know, sometimes don't focus on that, that love piece, that the good stuff that comes with being First Nations. Mm. And I think for any any fa young families, families in general, I think that important piece of reconnecting with ourselves and doing our own work is going to be the impacts, generational impacts for those to follow us, those to come after us. And just a, another little bit is that we had just a, a few days ago, we were talking about, you know, this is the first generation with our two girls that they're able to be they're able to grow up emotionally free. You know, mm. they know they don't control, you know, their parents' emotions. And it's so beautiful. And I think that, like, I always give thanks to my mom and my grandmothers and my dad and my grandfathers who endured what they did for us to be here. Mm. <laughs> I'm supposed to follow that. <laughs> no. No, seriously. That's, that's beautiful. Mm. And. Uh, I'm got nothing. It's just. <laughs> nothing. Just, just ditto? Same. <laughs> ditto. Right. And and thank you both. Uh, thank you for thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your willingness to share. Uh, thank you for sharing your love with us. And like mm -hmm. Terry said, uh, our our listeners, you know, they'll they'll hear the audio, but they didn't get to see, you know, the two of you. And I remember the last time we felt like this, we were watching Patrick and Marissa Mitswing on screen and the way that they looked at each other and the way that they held each other up. Oh my God, I left there just wanting a man. Oh, I was like, no, I want another one. Someone who's going to ask me, do you got gas money? That's how you'll know. Hey, listeners, that's how you know if they're the one. If they ask you at the powwow, you got gas money to get home? If they don't ask you, get rid of them. Oh my God, that's love, the, love indicators. Yeah, that's an indicator of love. I'm going to write that down. If they ask you if you got gas money to get home from the powwow. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, thank you both mm -hmm. for uh, joining us on Two Crees in a Pod. And we love you. Yes. Thank you for having us. Bro.
Two crees in a pod. Two crees in a pod. Natani means. Yeah. Let's go. They pushed us to this point. Frustrations of a common man. Manifested destiny, preach and pledge the promised land. I'm stuck between taking my journey, live with no honor. Like, what's the use of my kids? Can't taste clean water. A child born into a world, revolution's not a choice. Fighting to be heard, so we make them hear our voice. Remember ancestors' anguish, lightning in our veins. Hear it in a language when they are kitchen for the rain. I am product of people that persevere persecution. Paint me so creator sees me. If I go out shooting, experience our pain. When our women disappear daily. Anxious to be angry, pacifists might hate me Trolls on the internet constantly trying to bait me We move in silence, cover of the night Learning from the wolves in the forest Tracking enemies in the woods Reincarnations of warriors riding for salvation Or are we false prophets when we submit to temptation? Colonization is a hell of a drug We all seem to go crazy when we fall in love I said colonization is a hell of a drug We all seem to go crazy when we fall in love I said Two Crees in a Pod.